Welcome back to the Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Kyle Brown. Today we're continuing our discussion of sustainability with Dr. Wendy Glertner of PaceTurf. We've actually had some really good talks about this, and uh, we've gone from some very basic ideas into some more specific examples that uh, superintendents can use on the course to become more sustainable. Today we want to talk more about pesticide use. And this is something that's a big sticking point for a lot of superintendents because it is something that is so important on the course. Let's get started on this, Wendy. Why don't we go back for a quick recap on what you've talked about before as to the definition of sustainability we're using. Sure, that's a great way to start it, uh, Kyle. And the definition we selected, and there are thousands of them out there, but uh, the one we're going to go with and we think will be useful in this discussion is sustainability on the golf course means uh, providing the expected performance of the turf using the minimum resources needed. Of course, from one location to another, what the expected performance of the turf may vary. Uh, It depends on on the expectations uh, of the membership and the owners. Um, And then using the minimum resources needed means fertilizers, pesticides, water, energy, any of the resources that go into keeping the turf uh, going. Well, then let's take this and apply it to pesticide use. How does pesticide use actually play into sustainability for superintendents? First, uh, I want to note that this is one area where the industry has made great strides in the last several years. Uh, Superintendents have really adopted the principles of integrated pest management more and more and more, scouting for pests, um, making sure they know what pests they're spraying for, keeping their sprayers calibrated, using cultural practices whenever they can. That has made very, very big impacts on reducing the pounds of pesticides applied as well as the toxicity of pesticides that are applied. And the agrochemical industry has also made some pretty big strides. It's hard to remember now just how much uh, progress has been made. The the products that are available now have so much reduced toxicity compared to those of 20 years ago, and they also have much lower use rates uh, than those of 20 years ago. I'm going to talk about two main ways that we think the sustainability of a facility can be increased even as pesticides are are being used. And the first is the pounds on the ground route. And that is simply reducing the pounds or the weight or the amount of pesticide active ingredient that you apply. Most of the things I'm going to mention under this heading are things superintendents are doing already, so I don't want to offend people by presuming that I don't think you're doing this already, but it never hurts uh, to be reminded also. First thing I want to mention is making sure the pest is properly identified, And, and we operate a diagnostic lab here, and I would say by the time we get samples from people in the lab, it's because they're frustrated they haven't been able to manage a pest on their own, and a significant portion of the time it's because They think they've got one pest, but it's actually another one, and that's why everything they've been doing and all the sprays they've been making have not been effective. A surprising uh, number of, of really unnecessary pesticides are used just because 
the pest has not been correctly identified. And we'll provide some links with this this podcast that will direct people to diagnostic labs around the country and actually around the world so that the minute you start getting frustrated with the performance of a product, you can try to get the, the pest correctly identified and avoid as many unnecessary applications as, as possible. Another Again, somewhat obvious thing is to use products that have lower use rate. I mentioned earlier, new products overall have much, much lower uh, use rates than older products. It can be, though, a little bit complicated to figure out what the use rate of a product is because I'm not talking about the formulation of the product, the, the commercial product that comes in the jug. I'm talking about the active ingredient, which is just generally a small percentage of uh, the product that one might use. So on each pesticide label, it says quite prominently up front, and most people know this, what the percentage of pesticide active ingredient is in the formulation. And that's the rate that's of most interest when it comes to progressing towards sustainability. You want to try to keep those amounts as low as possible. Another thing, of course, that people are doing already is to treat as small of an area as possible, Mm -hmm. to know where the pest and the pest damage is, and to just try to treat uh, those areas more and more precisely. So spot treatments, lower acreage is treated, and of course, less product applied. Another thing people can do, and this sometimes is, is an area where people are surprised to hear a researcher say this, but using preventive measures, preventive cultural practices, as well as preventive pesticide applications is sometimes a way to reduce uh, pesticide use rather than to increase this. And I, I think there's been some misunderstanding about the use of preventive pesticide applications. People tend to think of that as, as what we did in the old days, Um, And surely preventive pesticide applications aren't always uh, necessary, but in situations where people are dealing with pests that are hard to scout for or to find, uh, underground pests are, are kind of the classic example of that, grubs that feed on the roots of plants or diseases that attack the roots of plants like summer patch. Um, You can't tell they're there until it's too late. And then people end up in this sort of vicious cycle of chasing an insect or a disease that's really established itself and gets much more serious and you end up making lots and lots of curative applications when perhaps one or two preventive applications might have avoided the whole problem. In everything I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say whatever you do, keep track of it so that you can uh, characterize where you are today in terms of how many pounds of active ingredient you're using uh, per year and where you progress to over time. And for people who are familiar with using spreadsheets, that's by far the easiest and clearest way to keep track of this. Um, But if you not comfortable using spreadsheets, you can do it by hand as well. The important thing is to track this so that you can demonstrate to yourself, to your coworkers, to your management, to whoever might be interested, 
that you are monitoring this information and you're making progress towards fewer pounds of active ingredient on the ground um, over time.